Welcome back to our second podcast. Where on Sofa Sundays, where we do podcasts on every day besides Sundays. And Vanessa cuts me off every half. No, I don't. You're supposed to cut me off, don't worry. All right, didn't, didn't play out that well. So I am talk. I might sound a little bit weird because my I've got an ulcer on the side of my tongue. I don't know how I got it. Probably might be herpes, but um, yeah. At least it's Vanessa. Do you get ulcers from herpes? You get cold sores from herpes. Oh. Use your brain. Sorry. All right. I guess herpes gave me brain damage. Um, yeah, so we are going to talk on a second topic, which we thought about very deeply, very intently. No, we didn't. We just came up with it. And we have no outline whatsoever. Yeah, but we're just going to have a chat yeah. at the end of the day. It's a sofa Sunday. Like, you're supposed to just relax and just chat. Yeah. shouldn't be so formal like a speech or a presentation. Yeah. But that would be good, I guess, because we kind of talk about random stuff anyways. So the topic is... You waiting for me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the topic? Uh, what is it like to move countries like for Like migrate. Your... Yeah, migrate for your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need the for your partner bit or just moving no, countries just in general? Moving countries. All right. Well, I think we can add a little bit on the end of for your partner as well because mm-hmm. that's kind of different. That's like for me, someone moving overseas for me is a pretty big deal. Yeah, no shit. Like it's bigger for you obviously, but like it's a big deal for me. It's like I need to be ready for it. How I does need... that impact you? No, as in like I need to help you like – integrate and get comfortable and all that kind of stuff. And I can't just be like, oh, hey, welcome to Melbourne. Um, Chuck your shit there. Bed's here. You get food from here. See you later. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I was thoughtful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways. Bella is so chill. Yeah. We're all lying on a sofa and Bella's lying on a sofa with us. She's very sleepy. And that has nothing to do with that topic. Except, well, actually, that kind of does. But let's get started anyways. Um, so I'll, I'm going to ask you a few questions, I reckon. Yeah. And you can answer it truthfully or untruthfully. Preferably the first option. Mm. So I guess when you first met me, you knew I lived in Australia, mm-hmm. different country. Mm-hmm. You saw a future with me pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Did you consider moving? Or did you expect me to move over? No, I knew that you wouldn't move because you, well, it just, you would not survive in Singapore, firstly. Secondly, like... Uh, hold on, hold on, Let, let's dissect that a bit more. Why would I not survive? You, you're really laid back and Singapore's just like go, go, go all the time. And it's, it's small, you don't have... Um, well, it's just, it's just a really tiny space crammed with way too many people, way too many cars. There's nothing to do there. Like, and yeah, compared to here where you're used to all this space and like you have options, you know, when it's winter, you go um, to the mountains to ski and snowboard and stuff. And when it's summer, you go to the beach, um, you can go hiking whenever you want. You can go on road trips on the weekends. There's a lot of weekend markets you like, like. It's not like you do all of those things, but you like having the options of having those things around. And Singapore doesn't have that. Like the tallest thing you can hike is Mount Faber. 
And not even sure if you can hike that. People usually just go to like Bukitima Hill to hike. That's near my house. Is that concrete? No, there's some trail and there's like Matt Ritchie, uh, Mac Ritchie Reservoir has trails as well. But like the Bukitima Hill, it's, I think you just hike for an hour or half an hour and you reach the top. Like that's it. And it's really crowded because everyone goes there because that's pretty much the only place you can go. To hike. They should build upwards. a new mountain. You can't build a mountain. Yeah, you can. Look, they, they built... It's not nature. They extended the island. Yeah, but it's not nature. Yeah, Real well, nature. Okay. Just right. like our beaches at Sentosa are fake. Oh, yeah. I love them Singaporean beaches. So, yeah, you, it's just very different. And people are just... It's, it's a highly stressed environment. Um... Well, it's it's well to me, and again, I'm probably biased because the lifestyle that I like is quite different from the typical Singapore lifestyle. We just go to work, work for really long hours, get off work at like six or not even six, like seven. Is six okay? Okay, hold on. Is six early? Yeah. Okay. Like if you see daylight, that's good. Really? What, what? When does the sun set? Um, like 6.45. I can't even remember. 6.45? Or, or 7. That's long. As in uh, like, that's long I hours. I can't remember exactly when the sun sets because I've lived here for two years and yeah, but it's, it's about there. Like uh, it's, it's dark, maybe about 7-ish. Yeah, so... I typically got off work in Singapore from advertising and I had pretty good hours in advertising. Usually you get shit hours. Um, I got off work at 6.20 to catch my bus back home because it takes me an hour to get back home. Um, <laughs> I just live in a weird spot in Singapore and that was before the train came up. Um, yeah, so, and that's good. Like people are mostly still working when I leave and I'm, and, and, there's this whole thing where people like give you weird looks. I had a, I was in a good company where no one really cared or I didn't really care. But like typically in, in some of the companies, people can really mean. If you leave early, they look at you like you're slacking off. And that's such a horrible cult- culture. Do you, and, and, um, you, you, and you don't think I could survive in that? You, you can't. And you were in audit back then and... Audit in Singapore is way, way worse. Like, they work nonstop. And then when you're off work, you go drink because you're that stressed and, like, you've been working for literally 12 hours or something. And it's just rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat? Yeah. It's funny you say that. You don't do any washing whatsoever. Yes, I do. (laughs) All right. So you established pretty early on. Oh, So you knew this first time you met me. Like, as in, like, not first time, but pretty early on. Did you mention that you couldn't stay here? I think I was was pretty anti-Singapore, I think, back then. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so I wouldn't have moved. We got into some arguments because of that. Yeah, Uh, that was, yeah, because of a certain person in my life. Your (laughs) countryist. I think it's, is that, it's not, I don't know. Um, Yeah, so I guess, okay. So you established that I couldn't move over. So when did it click to you that you could, like, this is a lifestyle you want? Well, I told you that I've always been 
open to a lifestyle change and I never really felt like I could fit in Singapore or well I mean anyone can fit in anywhere right but it's a matter of like will I reach the hold on, hold on. Best... Can, I, can I stop you there what because something's just distracted me your bruise on your knee I didn't beat her like she got it from Muay Thai but you've I can see you've pushed out the bruise no I haven't well, it looks like you have, and no, I know you do do that. Healed. That's really gross. Yeah, you do that. Vanessa likes to push or press out the blood in her bruises, which I think it is disgusting. Faster. I don't care if it heals fast; it's disgusting. Well, it's my knee, not yours. Well, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Back on topic. What were we talking about? Um, moving. Yeah, moving and then um, basically when did you establish that you wanted to move over? Oh, yeah, no, I said that I've, I feel like I will never reach my... Cause look, everyone has an ideal, like, ideal life or, yeah, like, you know, yeah, your, your idealistic life. And my idealistic life is not in Singapore. Or rather, the things that I want are not available in Singapore. Like, ideally, I would be able to bring up my family in a place that had work-life balance and that means I'm not a slave to my job and I have time to spend with my kids. Um, Obviously, you can achieve that if you have your own business or, you, you know, just walk around and stuff. But I'm talking, like, in general, the working population appreciates a work-life balance, which you'll find that Australians do compared to Singaporeans. Australians maybe a bit too much, but you get what I mean. Um, and I like outdoorsy stuff. Like I like hiking. I like going to the beach. Um, you know, all the weekend markets and fresh produce. Like I'm into all that health stuff. So having access to fresh produce, seasonal produce is like, it's, it's awesome for me. Because in Singapore, you buy kale for like $7 for a bunch which is dumb and everything's just imported and yeah, it's just, it's, it's different. Like Singapore is just great things, but it's not for me. All right. So I guess. So in my yeah. ideal lifestyle yeah. fits here better or somewhere like the US or, you know. And, and, and I guess you've kind of, you kind of realize that when you came over here for the first time, like two weeks after we met, three weeks, um, did you kind of say to yourself, oh, this is a place that I could actually live in. Yeah, yeah. Or did you kind of know it before? Like, because because okay, let me put this in context. Because I met Vanessa in Singapore. She had never been to Melbourne, mm. but she made the decision that we had a future together when she was in Singapore. So when did potential you potential? Re- yeah, potential. Future. So when did you realize that? Okay, I'm actually pretty keen on this because not only do I like Sean, <laughs> somewhat, um, but I can actually move. Like, this is a place that I could actually live in and raise my family and, and grow watermelons by the beach or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want to do. Um, I think it was the first trip here. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fast. Like, I knew coming here that it definitely had all these, like, things in my idealistic life that would probably be here. Um, but it came like it confirmed it for me when i was here to kind of see it confirm one confirm it (laughs) and experience it for myself um okay so i guess 
when you realized that, when did you tell your parents? Don't touch my boob. Oh, was I touching your boob? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize my hand just floated there. I'm not kidding. It literally <laughs> like magnetically connected okay. together. Like oh, I really wish we had chips. Anyways, okay. I'm pretty hungry. But um, okay, so when did you realize that you had to tell your mum and dad and especially your brother who loves you heaps and you guys love each other? I told other? them way too early. When was this? Because I actually, when did, when did you actually tell them? Like I think in it was Singapore? Before I flew to, flew here from the first trip. And my first trip here was literally a week after I met you. After yeah. After you flew back. Yeah. So how how did they respond? Like, especially your brother. I'm keen to understand. Like, my brother's pissed. Was it, was he pissed or was he like, what the fuck? Like, well, this is he this saw is just you a fling. at our Christmas. So timeline. Um, you went to Singapore in December. Yes. Like early December. Yeah. We met in mid December on the fifteenth, and then you flew back. To Melbourne on the 26th of mm. December On my yep. birthday yep. So In between that trip While you were here in Singapore You already met my family My brother and my mum At Christmas gathering Because I don't know why But I was I invited you to Christmas gathering <laughs> Yeah so, so firstly Joey seeing you At the Christmas gathering And I forgot to tell him that Like Oh by the way There's this guy Who I think I like But he's Australian and he's coming for Christmas gathering just because he's here. With he's all alive. your freaking aunties yeah, who were like, so yeah. intimidating. Yeah, I was like, yeah, just come. No one cares. You're just another guy. And then you came and everyone's like, who's this guy? Yeah, your and aunties jo- were Joey so scary. Was he was like, who, who is this guy <coughs> and why is he giving my mom chocolates? And why is he eating the food that I cooked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and who did? Joey's a really good fucking cook. Yeah, like, I conveniently really just forgot to tell him. The closest so, person to you. I know. And then um, I also, and then I told my mom, like, oh, I think you really like this guy. I'm going to go to Melbourne to, like, see stuff and, you know, just explore stuff with him to see if this is an option. And she was pretty chill. What did she say? Um, <laughs> I can imagine she'd be like, how I had these just not really intense feelings that, like, you were the one and everything. I was telling everyone, like, I don't know how to explain it, but he's, he, He's different and he's special and I feel like I've had a dream about him before. Like just a really strong feeling that I'm going to marry this guy. Everyone thought I was fucking crazy. And only my mom and maybe a few other friends um, was like, yeah, um, it's shocking, but go for it. She said it's shocking. No, she like some of her friends said it's shocking, but they were happy for me and stuff because they could see that I was like genuinely like bursting from happiness. But my mom was pretty chill. Like, my mom has basically zero emotion. She does not show emotion. She keeps all emotions inside. So, when I told her everything, she just, like, was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, so, what do you think? It's like, well. It's good. <laughs> it's good. You know, follow your heart. As long as you're happy. That is such an Asian parent thing to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my well, in fact, like that's the like... extreme of Asian parent as yeah. well. I was like, okay. Um, do, like, do you think it's crazy? She was like, nah, should be okay. I mean, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. I'm like, you met him once at Christmas. <laughs> and you think he's a nice guy? Like, I'm going to his Mate, house. it was a chocolate. I got her my favorite type of chocolates, Rare Rocher. Yeah, she didn't eat them for a year. Do they go off? 
I don't know. I ate them in the end. They were. Does chocolate go off? No, cause it's because they have the wafer inside. And then it oh, it's soft. not. Uh. Yeah. Mum just put in there, like, for display. <laughs> that's what Asian people do. Um, yeah. So. Well, that's funny because, like, when I told people, when I came back to Melbourne from that first trip in Singapore when I met you, I was like, oh, I'm seeing this, uh, this Singapore girl. Mm-hmm. People were like, what the fuck? Well, my, my okay, okay. Why? My my parents were fine because mm-hmm. they. Your parents uh, are pretty chill. Yeah, but a few of my friends were like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> because I had broken up with a girl, a Singapore, another a Singapore girl yeah. who moved back to Singapore. She, I met her in Melbourne, but she moved back to Singapore. Yeah. And I thought I was going to marry that girl. Yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. and my friends were like. Why are you fucking doing this again? And that was a really bad breakup for me when, when I broke up with my ex. And they were like, why are you even doing this? Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And to be, to be honest, part of me was like, it's pretty fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my parents were fine because they'd seen me go through my, ex, my breakup with my ex and they saw how devastated I was. So they're just happy that I kind of moved on. Um, that was about not 10 months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of exploring the whole dating, sexing, <laughs> sex, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. So um, what? Uh, so you told your parents. Oh, what? What did your dad say? Your dad's because okay. Tell dad. Oh, you didn't tell your dad. Yeah. When what? Because like, what's he gonna say? He's not gonna. He's probably not even gonna reply my message. That's True. what he does. Okay. So Vanessa's parents have split. That's why. Um, yeah. That's why he's kind of like a separate entity. Yeah. Is that, is that fair to say? He doesn't really keep in like, <coughs> close contact with us. And then like after a couple of months or half a year, he'll suddenly text us and say like, have you forgotten me? I'm your dad. I'm like, <laughs> you, you did fucking reply our messages. That's when he'll, uh, that's his PMS. Yeah, he has male PMS. Does he? I don't know. It just like goes in and out of like emotional roller coasters, and then blames us that we're not good kids and we don't get in touch with him and stuff. But he doesn't reply my messages. Like when I send him, I send him pictures of, like I mean, I'll happily share pictures of my life here, but I don't think he's very interested because when I send him pictures of like random stuff, he doesn't <coughs> reply. <laughs> At least my emotionless mom so, so, okay. sends like an emoji. So, okay, okay. So, when, when, when did your dad find out then? Um, hmm, good question. Think about it. We'll come back to it then. Probably, like, maybe on my second trip there or something. I'm sure I would have met him for dinner somewhere in between. And then I would have told him that I'm seeing you. And how did he react? Because, you know, father-in-law's with the um, or I don't dad's think he had much of a reaction. Okay, well, that's kind of good for me because some dads don't really like me because they find me intimidating. Super successful, super good looking, you know. Okay, maybe not. That's completely untrue. (laughs) Um, All right, so (laughs) you established with your family that you're going to move over and your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Your best friend... And my bosses at work. Yeah. Your best friend at the time didn't really support you. Yeah. Um. But she does now, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting because she was the only one at the time. Uh, yeah, well, there were others. And then eventually they came around because, like, look, by the six-month mark, if we're still together, it must 
be somewhat serious, right? You, yeah. And they think. kind of got, like, yeah. wrapped their heads around. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay. So, let's fast forward. We had been dating for a little bit, seeing each other in, in Singapore and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came time to planning visas and all that kind of stuff. Oh, the visa was such a bitch. Yeah. Well, how did you find that process? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Look, the visa's <laughs> honestly just a heap load of paperwork. And, like, you have to compile so many things and so many personal things as well. Like, we, ha- we had the, to document our entire relationship. So, our entire one and a half years then of, like, Proof of your relationship. So they have to have proof of your entire timeline, which means we had to literally screenshot our chat logs or phone calls or WhatsApp messages um, and use that as proof. Yeah. And we had to give him pictures, you know, like when he comes here and I go to, uh, and he comes to Singapore or I come to Melbourne, that we travel together, that, and that our friends like acknowledge that we are together as well so like pictures of us as a couple with our friends in actual social settings that's a requirement it's it's honestly but i guess how you how are you going to prove it otherwise but you know the the, i think the thing that helped uh make it a successful um visa was that i sent in my uh condoms used huh i sent in my used condoms (laughs) <laughs> no, you did not. You're I so could. Lewd. Huh? You're so lewd. Lewd? I was yeah. nude. <laughs> all right. So that wasn't fun because we had to get all that certified and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, we had to compile everything. And we sent them all our messages. I'm pretty sure we would have been sexting a little, being in a long distance relationship. No, or, you just need to screenshot like certain dates to show that the entire timeline was, you know, um, there's no like weird blocks of oh. missed time and stuff. And then we had to get them certified by a notary or someone who's like, you know, certified to be, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of paperwork and there were many hurdles as well. Like you have to submit them and then there's missing documents and you have to resubmit them and wait for your... We applied for a prospective marriage visa first. So that was when we got engaged. And so like I knew roughly the time period that I was going to get proposed to because we had to submit oh, our yeah, visa by right. a certain yeah. date. But a certain period of time in order for me to move over to Melbourne by a certain period of time that we had, like, targeted for. Yeah. So it wasn't really a surprise, but it still was a surprise. Oh, it still was a surprise. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that day I proposed, fuck. Brings back a lot of memories. That's another topic yeah, for another Yeah, another time. story. Um, but yeah, right. we applied for, we got engaged. Then we could apply for the prospective marriage visa. And then I got that visa after five months. Yeah, five yeah, months. Yeah, five, six months. Yeah, five months we got the visa, which is not bad. I think it's much longer now, the process, the waiting time. Um, our friends who did that earlier who were in a similar situation to us 
they actually got in three months. So we got in five. So I came, I moved here on a prospective marriage visa. And I had nine months, yeah, yeah. nine months to get married. Like, it doesn't need to be a wedding wedding, but I need to be on paper married to Sean. Yeah. So our wedding had to happen within that period. So we planned, I moved here in November of 2016. 2016. And we got married in April. April of 2017. So my wedding, I was literally planning my wedding from Singapore and then moving here and then planning from here. As well. We didn't even see our venue. <laughs> yeah. We, I was in Chicago. And yeah, was I with you in Chicago? No, you were, oh, no, I don't think so. We were in Chicago. We had our, my parents and my brother went down to have a look at the venue. Yeah, and they took and photos face, for us. They took photos, videos and of every it. single angle and FaceTime us from the venue and we literally approved the venue from FaceTime. Which is crazy because it was we, like yeah, 10, 10, never, 10 yeah, grand. Yeah, exactly. We never saw our venue until we, our wedding day or yeah. like when we were preparing for the wedding day. Sorry about the uh, earthquake sound in the background. Bella is chewing on a hoof. Yeah. A horse hoof? Cow, Cow hoof. Yeah. And she's being very noisy. Bella? Yeah, but, um, yeah, so, and then we got married. And then. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let's go back to the day that you actually moved to Melbourne. No, I'm explaining the process of the visa. Oh, okay, okay, right. We'll come to that later. Dumb. Don't use your brain. Mate, you don't need to use your brain if you're rich. You're not rich. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, and then once you get married, your prospective marriage visa transits um, to... Transits. Transits. What did you say? Transits. Trans- transits. That's trans- another topic as well. To Differences in words between Singapore and Australia. Yeah. To a partner visa. You're getting a bit bored, mate. Yeah. It transits to a partner visa, but you need to, uh, like, pay a little bit more. Oh, and it's so expensive, the visas as well. Like, you Eight grand? pay a bit more. I think the first one we paid was seven grand. Really? Yeah, and then we had to, for the partner visa, we had to top it up, like, how much was it? A grand? I can't remember, but damn, that is heaps. It's so expensive. Um, yeah, and then you have to pay and, like, upgrade your prospective marriage visa to a partner visa. And then that got approved in like nine months. Um, so for the nine months, I literally, my visa had expired and I was on a bridging visa. And I had so many problems traveling back and forth from Singapore to Melbourne because I travel heaps between there for work. And there was one time I literally couldn't get my plane because my visa wasn't valid. Well, that's just, your fault as well. It's just, it's just such a pain. And then... Um, Nine months later, I got my partner visa. So now I'm on a temporary resident visa. Uh, temporary resident. Yeah, I'm a TR in Melbourne. And two years from when my TR activated, I'll become a PR, which is a permanent resident. And then I get like benefits and shit. Yeah. So let's, let's, okay, let's backtrack now. So when the day you moved. Yeah. So I went right. to Singapore to help Vanessa move over. Yeah. Because obviously it's going to be super emotional um, with her and her family and yeah, it was going to be a interesting time, put it that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I remember on the day that um, you were moving, you woke up early and I, 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 I woke up as well and I heard crying in like, like coming from the corridor and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? And then I like, I kind of woke up out of my days and I was like, oh shit, it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> She's crying. And I'm like, what have I done to this family? I was, and then You're I was torn like, torn as a part. I know. And then I was thinking, should I get up and like comfort her? Then I was like, nah, I'm going to go back to bed and pretend I didn't wake up. <laughs> Which is. It wasn't just my mom crying. I was crying as well. I was in the room. So we were both crying. It was like a final goodbye. <laughs> and your brother was sleeping. Yeah. It was such an emotional day. I All cried right. a lot. Yeah, that I was... cried on the plane. And, like, your dad well, not, was not nice a... enough to redeem his credit card points to get us business class. So yeah. that was my first time in business class ever and probably my last. No, it won't be a last, mate. It will. Mate, if I've been in business class... That's because of all your dad's credit card points. Yeah, I know. You're spoiled. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so like... That's another topic for another day. Yeah, you are spoiled. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm just... I, I like to call it blessed. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but like... Okay. You, you're I too cried, fast, mate. You're too I fast. I so hard when the plane took off and you... They, they, oh, Bella! <laughs> she's trapped. Um... She yeah, they give you champagne before you take off or something. Yeah. And the guy literally came, offered me champagne, I like cried, continued crying. He was like, Okay and he left and then I put my champagne on the table and then when the plane was gonna take off he had to take back the champagne because that's when you clear the stuff as well and I was still crying, hadn't drunk my champagne. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of like what what, what did I beat they, you? No, did I do you beat think you? they thought that you were like human trafficking me or something? No. <laughs> In business not. class. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the departure lounge because that was probably the most emotional time, I think, for you and your brother. Yeah. Um, I remember we were walking to that gate where you can't really, where you say goodbye. It's called the departure gate. Oh, okay. Um, the gate where you say goodbye? I did say the departure gate, though. No. Anyways, when we were walking there, I could just feel the emotion. Like, it was so intense. Yep. You were like... I was a wreck. Yeah. And I think your family knew, like... Well, you just could feel it. Your, your family was super upset. Mm-hmm. In a good way and sad way as well. mm um, I can't believe I moved here. Yeah, that was that was actually really intense. Looking back on it, yeah, I remember because like your auntie, your two aunties were there, and your uncle, yeah. and your mum and dad and your brother. And when we we're about oh, to, yeah, go- my dad was there. Yeah, when we we're about to go into the gate, into the gate. Yeah, Is that was called. Yeah, into the bit where you, they can't come. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> um. You gave each of them a hug mm. from least important to most important. No. Like, they're all important. Oh, uh, yeah. They're all important, but you did it from least to most. Did I? 
Yeah, like you did your Joey aunt. was the last. Yeah, I know, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You did your aunties and your uncles, then yeah. your dad, mum, and brother, right? Yeah. And I was just standing behind you like, what the fuck what have, have I done? What have I fucking done? Yeah. I have, de- I have split this family in two. <laughs> I am a home wrecker. I have, uh, I've caused all this pain for them. But that's how much I loved you. I would do that all for you. You don't. You don't do shit. Like, <laughs> Relax, <laughs> mate. It's a joke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, all right. So, explain that. Explain that circle of hugs. What? There's nothing to explain. It's just very sad. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Um. Okay. So, you cried heaps. Obviously. Yeah. Your brother cried heaps. Yeah. Oh, I can't even think about it. it. Like, makes me. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Let's watch a movie. I remember your brother hugged you, and then we were about to walk in, and then he stopped you again and went for another hug. Oh, you make me cry again. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And he was super devastated. Mm. <laughs> Right, Vanessa's crying. <sighs> but it's good. It's all good. It shows what family Change topic. is. Change topic. <laughs> Alright, so you know when I um when I was sleeping around with the girls before I met you? Oh, now you're angry. Now you're pissed off. Oh fuck. Alright, so now it's been two years. Two years? No, it hasn't. Just under My two years. My eyes are leaking. Really? How do I turn it off? Give you a good Bite slap to the face. Chips. All right. So, two years on, just under two years since you've moved. What would you tell yourself two years before? Don't fucking move. Really? No, just kidding. If no. you had, if you had a few tips, three I would tips. Be so miserable. Three so tips. To, what, to tell myself before I move? Yeah. Before I move? Yeah. Like what, advice? To... Yeah, advice. Oh. Uh... oh, I'm stuck. Uh, uh, okay, firstly, definitely don't forget to tell Joey about everything because there was an incident where we literally, I ran home from work. Like I was on the way to work. I ran home. We were both like super Korean dramatic like and cried because I didn't tell Joey that I was going to move to Melbourne. He was the last to find out. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that. He move. found out through Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a big move. That was one thing that I completely regretted. Um, uh, what else would I tell myself? Living with your parents is not such a bad thing. Because you don't have to pay a fucking mortgage. And you were really pissed off living with my parents. Uh, I was annoying, Dad. Yeah, I know, but you were... Yeah. Your well. mum is lovely. Your dad is annoying to live with. <laughs> hey, mate. I, I love to... that guy, but he plays the same <laughs> Chinese song about mice and rice. Oh, is that what the song's about? Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, I repeat, and it's the one song that I see. 
seriously hate as well. He played it on repeat, full volume blasting in his room upstairs. And your house has no sound at all. <laughs> I was trying to do my work and I was doing numbers as well. That was before we got a bookkeeper and I hate numbers. It was the bane of my existence. I literally like, I, I cr- remember the time where I literally cried screaming at you because I couldn't take it. And then that was when you were like, oh, shit. She seriously can't take it. No, I can't really remember. Yes. I, I told you a couple of times. And I think like the fifth time, I broke down and screamed and cried. And you were like, this is serious. Fuck. All right. So that's number two. I don't want to bring that up. I probably forgot, forgot it for a reason. Yeah. It's just like, uh, something that your dad does is way too clingy i need my space i'm very independent he's very smothering which love the guy smothering is not my thing his habits some annoying i walked in into the toilet downstairs with poop in the toilet bowl <laughs> like there was poop unflushed poop in the toilet mate bowl. all i can say to that I all shocked. i can say shit happens <laughs> oh my god but the upside is uh mortgage-free days Laundry done. So good. Yeah, laundry. Well, done. you don't do the laundry, mortgage so you don't really see. No, the biggest was mortgage free days. Oh All right, so that's number two. Tell yourself that living with parents is actually not that bad. It's not that bad. You save a lot of money. Stay there and then find a house that you really like. I really like a house, but maybe you should have gotten smaller. Ha- no, no, no. Don't regret. No, I'm not regretting. I don't regret things in life. Because otherwise you can't have a beautiful bella. All right, number three, what would you tell yourself? Mm. Don't marry Sean. (laughs) Don't marry Sean. I don't know. All right, we've got two. Oh, okay. Number three, like, it'll seem hard at first when you move and you'll get... It's okay to be homesick, but you have to come with me. Right, we're moving the phone and traveling because Bella has to go out. We're opening the door. Bella, outside. Outside. <laughs> she didn't want to go outside. <laughs> it's like, what? It was a false alarm. Um, I would tell myself that it's okay what? to be homesick for a little while, but you'll ease into it and, and you'll make friends. I was like really concerned that I would not have any friends. Um... All my friends are in Singapore. Not that I have many friends, but I do treasure my close friends. Yeah, it's not that bad. I remember, you know, when I used to go for my runs um, after work? Yeah. I would call my mom. Or like Sunday mornings when I went on runs and stuff. And you were, I don't know, sleeping. I would call my mom. Why? Just to say hi. And like, basically just to have her on the phone with me. When, you, when you're in Singapore or Melbourne? No, when I was in Melbourne. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like when I went on my like late afternoon runs or something, I would literally, or like morning runs, I'll call my mom, FaceTime. I'm like, ding, ding. And she'll answer, hi. I'm like, hi, mom. It's like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, nothing. And then she showed me like... Sleeping, bitch. <laughs> no, and then, she'll, and then she'll put the phone to nutmeg, which is like a little poodle dog in Singapore. Um, very cute. She's like, look, Namek, say hi. I'm like, hi, Namek. And literally, this goes on for five minutes, like me saying hi to Namek. It's our, it's our way of like, you know, I don't know, breaking the ice. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm running. 
She's like, so how is it? I'm like, yeah, good. And then I just tell her about like, oh, the weather's really nice. Like, how's like? How's Sean's dad about? is fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, how how is Sean's dad? And then like, how did you really? Or, yeah, mate. I right. bitched on him. I was like, oh my gosh, Sean's dad played the same song. I'll repeat. I could not. I don't have earplugs. Mike I can't listen to it. I can listen. Mike. I can hear it through my earphones no matter how loud I play my music. And I'm going deaf. And she's like laughing. I'm like, maybe I should go out and play. She was like, yeah, gotta take a walk. I'm like, that's why I'm taking a walk. And I'll chat for a bit. And literally, I'll just be like walking. And my mom will be on FaceTime. And I'm on FaceTime. We're just like, like smiling at each other. I'm like, okay, I'm reaching home now. She's Do you like, think that helped okay. her with your move over? Um, maybe. I'm sure it did. Um, and I think, I think she knew that, like, because when I called her, it wasn't like I had something to talk to her about. I would just randomly call her and literally be on the phone, just being on the phone with her and just... It's just silence or like smiling or you know what? Or Let's talk about random things. But she knew that I was calling because I missed her, so she just obliged. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to call her after this? No, for what? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, she's probably like at the dinner or something. Oh, okay. You know, my eyes leaking. I miss my mom. I'm seeing her on Wednesday. It's good. I haven't seen her in four months. Alright, well I guess that kind of rounds off. Oh, and one thing that my mum does, which is very cute, when I go back to Singapore, so this is completely off topic, but like, it's how the whole thing works, like since I moved here. Every time I come back to Singapore, I am, I love it, because I'm like the grand arrival of Vanessa Lee, coming back to the Lee family. Everybody fucking treats me like princess. <laughs> my really? dad buys me my favourite chikwe, and he like hand delivers it to me, even if we're not meeting that trip or if he's busy or something, he drops by with like my packet of favorite, favorite chikwe. And I love it. I've loved it since I was a kid. I'm like, oh, thank you, daddy. I'm like, yay. And then my mom like, what do you want to eat? It's up to you. You come back to Singapore. What do you want to eat? Do you want to eat chicken rice? Do you want to eat carrot cake? Do you want to eat laksa? Do you want to eat chicken noodle rice? Fuck, I'm so hungry now. Yeah. Oh, chicken noodle rice. Like chicken, oh, curry chicken noodle. It's like, do you want nasi lemak? And she buys me all my favorite snacks and lines it up on the shelves, like on display, ready for me to d- devour on my trip back. Da, 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 and then she cleans my room, da, da, she changes da, da. my sheets, and she has it all nice and ready and clean, like free of dust mites and shit, so I don't like die of an allergic reaction when I go back to Singapore. Yeah, it's nice. I come back and be treated like a queen. <laughs> yeah, because you've been treated like a slave over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Bella wants to come in, and I think we'll call that time. Sit down. I'm sitting. She's bouncing like a kangaroo. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of our second podcast done. Mm. I hope everyone has a great day, great night, great week great to week. all our zero listeners. Yep. But this is a good time for us just to chat as well mm-hmm. and put away all. Social media, even though this is social media. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, have a good day. Um, Night, afternoon, wherever you are. Goodbye. Welcome back to our second podcast. Where on Sofa Sundays, where we do podcasts on every day besides and, Sundays. And Vanessa cuts me off every half.
No, I don't. You're supposed to cut me off, don't worry. All right, didn't, didn't play out that well. So I am talk. I might sound a little bit weird because my I've got an ulcer on the side of my tongue. I don't know how I got it. Probably might be herpes, but um, yeah. At least it's for Do next. you get ulcers from herpes? You get cold sores from herpes. Oh. Use your brain. Sorry. All right. I guess herpes gave me brain damage. Um. Yeah, so we are going to talk on a second topic, which we thought about very deeply, very intently. No, we didn't. We just came up with it. And we have no outline whatsoever. Yeah, but we're just going to have a chat at the end of the day. It's a sofa Sunday. Like, you're supposed to just relax and just chat. Yeah. It shouldn't be so formal like a speech or a presentation. But that would be good, I guess, because we kind of talk about random stuff anyways. So the topic is... You waiting for me? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's the topic? Uh, What is it like to move countries? Like migrate. Yeah, migrate for your partner. Yeah? Yeah. Do I need the for your partner bit or just moving countries in general? moving countries. All right. Well, I think we can add a little bit on the end of for your partner as well Mm because that's kind of different. That's like for me, someone moving overseas for me is a pretty big deal. Yeah, no shit. Like, it's bigger for you, obviously, but, like, it's a big deal for me. It's, like, I need to be ready for it. How does that impact you? No, as in, like, I need to help you, like, integrate and get comfortable and all that kind of stuff. And I can't just be like, oh, hey, welcome to Melbourne. Um, Chuck your shit there. Bed's here. You get food from here. See you later. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I was thoughtful. Mm (laughs) <coughs> Anyways Bella is so chill Yeah We're all lying on a sofa And Bella's lying on a sofa with us She's very sleepy And that has nothing to do with our topic so Except Well actually that kind of does But let's get started anyways um, So I'll, I'm going to ask you a few questions I reckon yeah. And you can answer it truthfully Or untruthfully Preferably the first option mm. So I guess when you first met me, you knew I lived in Australia, mm-hmm. different country. Mm-hmm. You saw a future with me pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Did you consider moving or did you expect me to move over? No, I knew that you wouldn't move because you, well, it just, you would not survive in Singapore, firstly. Secondly, like, uh, hold on, hold on. Let, let's dissect that a bit more. Why would I not survive? You, you're really laid back and Singapore's just like go, go, go all the time. And it's, it's small. You don't have, um, well, it's just, it's just a really tiny space crammed with way too many people, way too many cars. There's nothing to do there. Like, and yeah, compared to here where you're used to all this space and like you have options, you know, when it's winter, you go um, to the mountains to ski and snowboard and stuff. And when it's summer, you go to the beach, um, you can go hiking whenever you want. You can go on road trips on the weekend. There's lots of weekend markets. You like, like, it's not like you do all of those things, but you like having the options of having those things around. And Singapore doesn't have that. Like the tallest thing you can hike is Mount Faber. And I'm how not high even is sure that? if you can hike that. People how usually just go to like Bukitima Hill to hike. That's near my house. Is and that concrete? 
Now there's some trail in this, like Matt Ritchie, uh, Mac Ritchie Reservoir has trails as well. But like the Bukitima he- uh, Hill, it's I think you just hike for an hour or half an hour and you reach the top. Like that's it, and it's really crowded because everyone goes there because that's pretty much the only place you can go to hike. They should build upwards. a new mountain. You can't build a mountain. Yeah, you can. Look, they, they built... It's not nature. They extended the island. Yeah, but it's not nature. Yeah, Real well, nature. Okay. Just right. like our beaches at Sentosa are fake. Oh, yeah. I love them Singaporean beaches. So, yeah, you, it's just very different. And people are just... It's, it's a highly stressed environment. Um, where it's... it's well, to me, and again, I'm probably biased because the lifestyle that I like is quite different from the typical Singapore lifestyle. We just go to work, work for really long hours, get off work at like six or not even six, like seven. Is six, okay, okay, hold on. Is six early? Yeah. Okay. Like if you see daylight, that's good. Really? What, what, when does the sun set? Like 6.45, I can't even remember. 6.45? Or, or 7. That's long. As in uh, like, that's long I hours. I remember exactly when the sun sets because I've lived here for two years and yeah, but it's, it's about there. Like uh, it's, it's dark, maybe about 7-ish. Yeah, so I typically got off work in Singapore from advertising and I had pretty good hours in advertising. Usually you get shit hours. Um, I got off work at 6.20 to catch my bus back home because it takes me an hour to get back home. Um, <laughs> I just live in a weird spot in Singapore and that was before the train came up. Um, yeah, so, and that's good. Like, people are mostly still working when I leave and I'm, and, and, there's this whole thing where people like give you weird looks. I had a, I was in a good company where no one really cared or I didn't really care. But like typically in, in some of the companies, people can really mean. If you leave early, they look at you like you're slacking off. And that's such a horrible cult- culture. Do you, and, and, um, you, and you don't think I could survive in that? You, you can't. And you were in audit back then and... Audit in Singapore is way, way worse. Like, they work nonstop. And then when you're off work, you go drink because you're that stressed and, like, you've been working for literally 12 hours or something. And it's just rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat? Yeah. It's funny you say that. You don't do any washing whatsoever. Yes, I do. (laughs) All right. So you established pretty early on. So you knew this first time you met me. Like, as in, like, not first time, but pretty early on. Did you mention that you couldn't stay here? I think or- I was pretty anti-Singapore, I think, back then. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so I wouldn't have moved. We got into some arguments because of that. Yeah, uh, that was, yeah, because of certain parts Your in my life. Your countryist. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, is that, yeah, it's not, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I guess, okay. So you established that I couldn't move over. So when did it click to you that you could, like, this is a lifestyle you want? Well, I told you that I've always been open to a lifestyle change and I never really felt like I could fit in Singapore. 
or well i mean anyone can fit in anyway right but it's a matter of like will i reach the Hold on, hold on. Can, I, can I stop you there? What? Because something's just distracted me. Your bruise on your knee, I didn't beat her. Like she got it from Muay Thai. different colours. But you've, I can see you've pushed out the bruise. No, I haven't. Well, it looks like you have. No, and I know you do do that. Healed. That's really gross. Yeah, you do that. Vanessa likes to push or press out the blood in her bruises, which I think it is disgusting. Faster. I don't care if it heals fast. It's disgusting. Well, it's my knee, not yours. Well... You don't need to do that. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Back on topic. What were we talking about? Um, moving. Yeah, moving. And then um, basically, when did you establish that you wanted to move over? Oh, yeah, no, I said that. I've, I feel like I will never reach my... Look, everyone has an ideal, like, ideal life or... Yeah, like, you know, yeah, your your idealistic life. And my idealistic life is not in Singapore. Or rather, the things that I want are not <coughs> available in Singapore. Like, ideally, I would be able to bring up my family in a place that had work-life balance. And that means that I'm not a slave to my job. And I have time to spend with my kids. Um, obviously you can achieve that if you have your own business or you, you know, just walk around and stuff. But I'm talking like in general, the working population appreciates a work-life balance, which you'll find that Australians do compared to Singaporeans. Australians may be a bit too much, but you get what I mean. Um, And I like outdoorsy stuff. Like I like hiking. I like going to the beach. Um, you know, all the weekend markets and fresh produce. Like, I'm into all that health stuff. So having access to fresh produce, seasonal produce is like, it's it's awesome for me. Because in Singapore, you buy kale for like $7 for a bunch, which is dumb. And everything's just imported. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's different. Like, Singapore is just great things, but it's not for me. All right. So I guess... So in my yeah. ideal lifestyle yeah. fits here better or somewhere like the US or, you know. And, and, and I guess you've kind of, you kind of realised that when you came over here for the first time, like two weeks after we met, three weeks? Um, did you kind of say to yourself, oh, this is a place that I could actually live in? Yeah, yeah. Or did you kind of know it before? Like, kind of Okay, let me put this in context because I met Vanessa in Singapore. She had never been to Melbourne. Mm. But she made the decision that we had a future together when she was in Singapore. So when did potential you... Re- yeah, potential. Future. So when did you realise that, okay, I'm actually pretty keen on this because not only do I like Sean <laughs> somewhat, um, but I can actually move... Like, this is a place that I could actually live in and raise my family and, and grow watermelons by the beach or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want to do. Um, I think it was the first trip here. Okay. Okay. That's... That's fast. Like, I knew coming here that it definitely had all these, like, things in my idealistic life that would probably be here. Um, but it came, like, it confirmed it for me when I was here to kind of see it. Confirm one. Confirm it <laughs> and experience it for myself. Um, okay. So, I guess when you realise that, when did you tell your parents? Don't touch my boob. Oh, was I touching your boob? Yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't realize my hand just floated there. I'm not kidding. It literally <laughs> like magnetically connected okay. together. Like oh, I really wish we had chips. Anyways, okay. I'm pretty hungry. But um, okay, so when did you realize that you had to tell your mum and dad and especially your brother who loves you heaps and you guys love each other? I told other? them way too early. When was this? Because I actually, when did, when did you actually tell them? Like I in think Singapore? Before I flew to, flew here for my first trip. And my first trip here was literally <coughs> a week after I met you. After yeah, you flew back. Yeah. So how how did they respond? Like, especially your brother, I'm keen to understand. Like, my brother's pissed. Was was he pissed or was he like, what the fuck? Like, well, this is he this saw is just you a fling. at our Christmas. So timeline. Um, you went to Singapore in December. Yes. Like early December. Yeah. We met in mid December on the fifteenth, and then you flew back. To Melbourne on the 26th of mm. December on my yep. birthday. Yep. So, in between that trip while you were here in Singapore, you already met my family, my brother, my mum at Christmas gathering because I don't know why, but I was I invited you to Christmas gathering. <laughs> that was yeah, so, so firstly, Joey seeing you at the Christmas gathering and I forgot to tell him that, like, oh, by the way, there's this guy who I think I like, but he's Australian. And he's coming for Christmas gathering just because he's here. With he's all your alive. freaking aunties yeah, who were like, so yeah. intimidating. Yeah, I was like, yeah, just come. No one cares. You're just another guy. And then you came and everyone was like, who's this guy? Yeah, your and aunties Joe, were Joe so was scary. Pissed. He was like, who, who is this guy <coughs> and why is he giving my mom chocolates? And why is he eating the food that I cooked? Yeah. <laughs> and he did. Joey's a really good fucking cook. Yeah, like, I conveniently really just forgot to tell him. The closest so, person to you. I know. And then um, I also, and then I told my mom like, oh, I think you really like this guy. I'm going to go to Melbourne to like see stuff and, you know, just explore stuff with him to see if this is an option. And she was pretty chill. What did she say? Um, <laughs> I can imagine she'd be like, how I had these just nod. really intense feelings that like you were the one and everything. I was telling everyone like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but he's, he, He's different and he's special and I feel like I've had a dream about him before. Like just a really strong feeling that I'm going to marry this guy. Everyone thought I was fucking crazy. And only my mom and maybe a few other friends um, was like, yeah, um, it's shocking, but go for it. She said it's shocking. No, she like some of her friends said it's shocking, but they were happy for me and stuff because they could see that I was like genuinely like bursting from happiness. But my mum was pretty chill. Like, my mum has basically zero emotion. She does not show emotion. She keeps all emotions inside. So, when I told her everything, she just, like, was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, so, what do you think? It's like, well. It's good. <laughs> it's good. You know, follow your heart. As long as you're happy. That is such an Asian parent thing to do. Oh, my gosh. And my well, mom in fact, like that's the extreme of Asian parent as yeah. well. I was like, okay. Um, do, like, do you think it's crazy? She was like, nah, should be okay. I mean, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. I'm like, you met him once at Christmas. <laughs> and you think he's a nice guy? Like, I'm going to his Mate, house. it was a chocolate. I got her my favorite type of chocolates, Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, she didn't eat them for a year. Do they go off? I don't know. I ate them in the end. They Does chocolate go off? No, cause it's because they have the wafer inside and then it's oh, soft. Oh, it's not. Uh. Yeah. Mum just put in there like 
for display. <laughs> that's what Asian people do. Um, yeah. Well, so. that's funny because, like, when I told people, when I came back to Melbourne from that first trip in Singapore when I met you, I was like, oh, I'm seeing this, uh, this Singapore girl. Mm-hmm. People were like, what the fuck? Well, my, my okay, okay. Why? My, my parents were fine because mm-hmm. they... Your parents uh, are pretty chill. Yeah. But a few of my friends were like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> because I'd broken up with a girl, a Singapore, another, a Singapore girl yeah. who moved back to Singapore. She, I met her in Melbourne, but she moved back to Singapore. Yeah. And I thought I was going to marry that girl yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And my friends were like, why are you fucking doing this again? And that was a really bad breakup for me when, when I broke up with my ex. And they were like, why are you even doing this? Like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And to be, to be honest, part of it was like, it's pretty fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my parents were fine because they'd seen me go through my, ex, my breakup with my ex and they saw how devastated I was. So they're just happy that I kind of moved on. Um, that was about not 10 months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of exploring the whole dating, sexing, <laughs> sex, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. So um, what, uh, so you told your parents, oh, what, what did your dad say? Your dad's because, okay. I dad. Oh, you didn't tell your dad? Yeah. When, what? Because like, what's he going to say? He's not going to, he's probably not even going to reply my message. That's True. what he does. Okay. So Vanessa's parents have split. That's why. Um, yeah. That's why he's kind of like a separate entity. Yeah. Is that is that fair to say? He doesn't really keep in like, <laughs> close contact with us. And then like after a couple of months or half a year, he'll suddenly text us and say like, have you forgotten me? I'm your dad. I'm like, <laughs> you, you did fucking reply our messages. That's when he'll, uh, that's his PMS. Yeah, he has male PMS. Does he? I don't know. It just like goes in and out of like emotional roller coasters, and then blames us that we're not good kids and we don't get in touch with him and stuff. But he doesn't reply my messages. Like when I send him, I send him pictures of, like I mean, I'll happily share pictures of my life here, but I don't think he's very interested because when I send him pictures of like random stuff, he doesn't <coughs> reply. <laughs> At least my emotionless mom so, so, okay. sends like an emoji. So, okay, okay. So, when, when, when did your dad find out then? Um, hmm, good question. Think about it. We'll come back to it then. Probably, like, maybe on my second trip there or something. I'm sure I would have met him for dinner somewhere in between. And then I would have told him that I'm seeing you. And how did he react? Because, you know, father-in-law's with the... Um, or I don't think he had much of a reaction. Okay, well, that's kind of good for me because some dads don't really like me because they find me intimidating. Super successful, super good looking, you know. Wow. Okay, maybe not. That's completely untrue. <laughs> um, all right, so you established with your family that you're going to move over and your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, your best friend... And my bosses at work. Yeah. Your best friend at the time didn't really support you. Yeah. Um. But she does now, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting because she was the only one at the time. Uh, yeah, well, there were others. And then eventually they came around because, like, look, by the six-month mark, if we're still together, it must be somewhat serious, right? You, yeah. And they kind of got, like, yeah. wrapped their heads around. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. 
So let's fast forward. We had been dating for a little bit, seeing each other in, in Singapore and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came time to planning visas and all that kind of stuff. Oh, the visa was such a bitch. Yeah. Well, how did you find that process? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Look, the visas, <laughs> honestly, just a heap load of paperwork. And like you have to compile so many things. And so many personal things as well. Like, we, ha- we had the, to document our entire relationship. So, our entire one and a half years then of, like, proof of your relationship. So, they have to have proof of your entire timeline, which means we had to literally screenshot our chat logs or phone calls or WhatsApp messages um, and use that as proof. Yeah. And we had to give him pictures you know like when he comes here and i go to uh and he comes to singapore or i come to melbourne that we travel together that and that our friends like acknowledge that we are together as well so like pictures of us as a couple with our friends in actual social settings that's a requirement it's it's honestly... But I guess, how are you, how are you going to prove it otherwise? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, I think the thing that helped uh, make it a successful um, visa was that I sent in my uh, condoms used. Huh? I sent in my used condoms. Oh. <laughs> no, you did not. You're oh, so lewd. Huh? You're so lewd. Lewd? I was yeah. nude. <laughs> All right. So that wasn't fun because we had to get all that certified and all that kind of stuff and like Yeah, we had to compile everything. And um, we sent them all our messages. I'm pretty sure we would have been sexting a little being in a long distance relationship. Mm. No, or, you just need to screenshot like certain dates to show that the entire timeline was, you know, um there's no like weird blocks of oh. missed time and stuff. And then we had to get them certified by a notary or someone who's like, you know, certified to be, I don't know. Yeah. Um, So it was a lot of paperwork and there were many hurdles as well. Like you have to submit them and then there's missing documents and you have to resubmit them and wait for your, we applied for a prospective marriage visa first. So that was... When we got engaged. And so, like, I knew roughly the time period that I was going to get proposed to. Because we had to submit our visa by a certain date, by a certain period of time. In order for me to move over to Melbourne by a certain period of time that we had, like, targeted for. Yeah. So, it wasn't really a surprise, but it still was a surprise. Oh, it still was a surprise. I was, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mate, that day I proposed, fuck, brings back a lot of memories. That's another topic yeah, for another, another story. Um, but yeah, right. we applied for, we got engaged, then we could apply for the prospective marriage visa, and then I got that visa after five months. Yeah, five yeah, months. Yeah, five, six months. Yeah, five months we got the visa, which is not bad. I think it's much longer now, the process, the waiting time. Um, our friends who did that earlier, who were in similar situation to us, they actually got in three months. So we got in five. So I came, I moved here on a prospective marriage visa. And I had nine months 
You yeah. have nine months to get married. Like, it doesn't need to be a wedding wedding, but I need to be on paper married to Sean. Yeah. So our wedding had to happen within that period. So we planned. I moved here in November of 2016. 2016. And we got married in April, April of 2017. So my wedding, I was literally planning my wedding from Singapore and then moving here and then planning from here as well. We didn't even see our venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in Chicago. And yeah, was I with you in Chicago? No, you were, oh, uh, no, I don't think so. We were in Chicago. We had our, my parents and my brother went down to have a look at the venue. Yeah, and they took and they photos face, for us. They took photos, videos of every it. single angle and FaceTime us from the venue. And we literally approved the venue from FaceTime. Which is crazy because it was we, like yeah, 10, never, 10, yeah, 10 grand. Yeah, exactly. We never saw our venue until we, our wedding day or yeah. like when we were preparing for the wedding day. Sorry about the uh, earthquake sound in the background. Bella is chewing on a hoof. Yeah. A ho- horse hoof? Cow, Cow hoof. Yeah. And she's being very noisy. Bella. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so, and then we got married. And then. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let's go back to the day that you actually moved to Melbourne. No, I'm explaining the process of the visa. Oh, okay, okay, right. We'll come to that later. Dumb. Don't use your brain. Mate, you don't need to use your brain if you're rich. You're not rich. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, and then once you get married, your prospective marriage visa transits um, to... Transits. Transits. What did you say? Transits. Tran- transits. That's transits. another topic as well. To Differences in words between Singapore and Australia. Yeah. To a partner visa. You're going to be bored, mate. Yeah. It transits to a partner visa, but you need to, uh, like, pay a little bit more. Oh, and it's so expensive, the visas as well. Like, you Eight grand? pay a bit more. I think the first one we paid was seven grand. Really? Yeah, and then we had to, for the partner visa, we had to top it up. Like, how much was it? A grand? I can't remember, but damn, that is heaps. It's so expensive. Um, yeah, and then you have to pay and, like, upgrade your prospective marriage visa to a partner visa. And then that got approved in like nine months. Um, so for the nine months, I literally, my visa had expired and I was on a bridging visa. And I had so many problems traveling back and forth from Singapore to Melbourne because I travel heaps between there for work. And there was one time I literally couldn't get my plane because my visa wasn't valid. Well, that's just, your fault as well. It's just, it's just it's such a pain. And then... Um, Nine months later, I got my partner visa. So now I'm on a temporary resident visa. Uh, temporary resident. Yeah, I'm a TR in Melbourne. And two years from when my TR activated, I'll become a PR, which is a permanent resident. And then I get like benefits and shit. Yeah. So let's, let's, okay, let's backtrack now. So when the day you moved. Yeah. So I went right. to Singapore to help Vanessa move over. Yeah. Because obviously it's going to be super emotional um, with her and her family. And yeah, it was going to be a interesting time, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember on the day that um, you were moving, you woke up early. 
and I, I I I woke up as well, and I heard crying in like like coming from the corridor, and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? And then I like I, I kind of woke up out of my daze, and I was like, oh shit, it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> She's crying, and I'm like. What have I done to this family? I was, and then You're I was like... Torn as a part. I know. And then I was thinking, should I get up and like comfort her? Then I was like, nah, I'm going to go back to bed and pretend I didn't wake up. <laughs> Which is... It wasn't just my mum crying. I was crying as well. I was in the room at the time. We were both crying. It was like a final goodbye. <laughs> and your brother was sleeping. Yeah. It was such an emotional day. I cried right. a lot. Yeah, that you was... cried on the plane and, like, your dad well, not, was not nice a... enough to redeem his credit card points to get us business class. So yeah. that's my first time in business class ever and probably my last. No, it won't be a last, mate. It will. Mate, if I've been in business class... That's because of all your dad's credit card points. Yeah, I know. You're spoiled. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so, like... That's another topic for another day. Yeah, you are spoiled. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm just... I like to call it blessed. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but like, okay, you're I too cried, fast, mate. You're too I fast. I cried so hard when the plane took off and you, they, they oh, Bella, <laughs> she's trapped. Um, she, yeah, they give you champagne before you take off or something. Yeah. And the guy literally came, offered me champagne. I like cried, continued crying. He was like, okay. And he left. And then I put my champagne on the table. And then when the plane was going to take off, you had to take back the champagne because that's when you clear the stuff as well. And I was still crying, hadn't drunk my champagne. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of like, what? 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 Did I beat they, you? No, did I do you think you? they thought that you were like human trafficking me or something? No. <laughs> In business class. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the departure lounge because that was probably the most emotional time, I think. For you and your brother. Yeah. Um, I remember we were walking to that gate where you can't really... Where you say goodbye. It's called the departure gate. Oh, okay. Um, the gate where you say goodbye. I did say the departure gate though. No. Anyways, when we were walking there, I could just feel the emotion. Like, it was so intense. Yep. You were like... I was a wreck. Yeah. And I think your family knew, like, well, you just could feel it. Your, your family was super upset. Mm-hmm. In a good way and sad way as well. Mm. Um, I can't believe I moved here. Yeah. That was, that was actually really intense, looking back on it. Yeah, I remember because, like, your auntie, your two aunties were there and your uncle yeah. and your mum and dad and your brother. And when we're about to go... Oh, yeah, my dad was there. Yeah, when we're about to go into the gate. Into the gate? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Into the bit where they can't come. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You gave each of them a hug Mm. from least important to most important. No. Like, they're all important. Oh, yeah. They're all important, but you did it from least to most. Did I? Yeah, like you did your Joey aunt. was the last. Yeah, I know, I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You did your aunties and your uncles, then yeah. your dad, mum, then brother, right? Yeah. And I was just standing behind, like, 
what the fuck what have, have I done? I fucking done? Yeah, I have de- I have split this family into. <laughs> I am a home wrecker. I have uh, I've caused all this pain for them. Yeah, but that's how much I loved you. I would do that all for you. You don't. You don't do shit. Like, <laughs> I... Relax, mate. It's a joke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh... All right. So, explain that. Explain that circle of hugs. What? Nothing to explain. It's just very sad. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Um. Okay. So, you cried heaps. Obviously. Yeah. Your brother cried heaps. Yeah. Oh, I can't even think about it. Like, makes me. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Let's watch a movie. I remember your brother hugged you, and then we we're about to walk in, and then he stopped you again, and went for another hug. Oh, you make me cry again. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And he was super devastated. Oh. <laughs> Alright, Vanessa's crying. <sighs> but it's good. It's all good. It shows what family Change is. Topic. Change topic. <laughs> Alright, so you know when I um when I was sleeping around with the girls before I met you? Oh, now you're angry. Now you're pissed off. Oh fuck. Alright, so now it's been two years. Two years? No, it hasn't. Just under My two years. My eyes are leaking. Really? How do I turn it off? Give you a good Bite slap to the face. Chips. All right. So, two years on, just under two years since you've moved. What would you tell yourself two years before? Don't fucking move. Really? No, just kidding. If you had, if you had a few tips, three tips. So three tips. To, what, to tell myself before I move? Yeah. Before I move? Yeah. Like what, advice? To... Yeah, advice. Oh. Uh... oh, I'm stuck. Uh, uh, okay, firstly, definitely don't forget to tell Joey about everything. Because there was an incident where we literally, I ran home from work. Like I was on the way to work. I ran home. We were both like super Korean dramatic like and cried because I didn't tell Joey that I was going to move to Melbourne. He was the last to find out. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that. He move. found out through Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that was such a big move. That was one thing that I completely regretted. Um, uh, what else would I tell myself? Living with your parents is not such a bad thing because you don't have to pay a fucking mortgage. And you were really pissed off living with my parents. Uh, I was annoyed at your dad. Yeah, I know, but you were... Yeah. Your oh. mum is lovely. Your dad is annoying to live with. <laughs> hey, mate. I, I love to... that guy, but he plays the same <laughs> Chinese song about mice and rice. Oh, is that what the song about? Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, repeat. And it's the one song that I see. Seriously hate as well. He played it on repeat 
full volume blasting in his room upstairs in your house has no sound <laughs> at all. I was trying to do my work and I was doing numbers as well. That was before we got a bookkeeper and I hate numbers. It was a pain of my existence. I literally like, I, I cr- remember the time where I literally cried screaming at you because I couldn't take it. And then that was when you were like, oh shit, she seriously can't take it. No, I can't really remember. Yes. I, I told you a couple of times, and I think like the fifth time, I broke down and screamed and cried, and you were like, this is serious. Fuck. All right, so that's number two. I don't want to bring that up. I probably forgot forgot it for a reason. Yeah, it's just uh, something to your dad does is way too clingy. I need my space. I'm very independent. He's very smothering, which love the guy. Smothering is not my thing. His habits, some annoying. I walked in into the toilet downstairs with poop <laughs> in the toilet bowl. Look. Like there was poop, unflushed poop in the toilet Mate, bowl. Mate, all I can say to that, I all shocked. I can say, shit happens. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. But the upside is uh, mortgage-free days. So good. Laundry done. So good. Yeah, laundry. Well, you don't do laundry, so you don't really see. No, the biggest was mortgage-free days. All right, so that's number two. Tell yourself that living with parents is actually not that bad. It's not that bad. You save a lot of money. Stay there and then find a house that you really like. I really like a house, but maybe you should have gotten a smaller house. No, no, no. Don't regret. No, I'm not regretting. I don't regret things in life. Because otherwise you can't have a beautiful villa. All right, number three. What would you tell yourself? Don't marry Sean. (laughs) Don't marry Sean. I don't know. All right, we've got two. Oh, okay. Number three, like, it'll seem hard at first when you move and you'll get... It's okay to be homesick, but you have to come with me. Right, we're moving the phone and traveling because Bella has to go out. We're opening the door. Bella, outside. Outside! (laughs) <laughs> she didn't want to go outside. <laughs> it's like, what? It was a false alarm. Um, I would tell myself that it's okay what? to be homesick for a little while, but you'll ease into it and and you'll make friends. I was like really concerned that I would not have any friends. Um, all my friends are in Singapore, not that I have many friends, but I do treasure my close friends. Yeah, it's not that bad. I remember, you know, when I used to go for my runs um, after work. Yeah. I would call my mom. Or like Sunday mornings when I went on runs and stuff. And you were, I don't know, sleeping. I would call my mom. Why? Just to say hi. And like, basically just to have her on the phone with me. When you, when you were in so Singapore you, or Melbourne? No, when I was in Melbourne. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like when I went on my like late afternoon runs or something. I would literally, or like morning runs. I'll call my mom, FaceTime. And then she answer. Hi. I'm like, hi, mom. She's like, hello. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, nothing. And then she showed me like sleeping, bitch. <laughs> no, and then, she'll, and then she'll put the phone to nutmeg, which is like a little poodle dog in Singapore. Um, very cute. She's like, look, nutmeg, say hi. I'm like, hi, nutmeg. And literally, this goes on for five minutes, like me saying hi to nutmeg. It's our, it's our way of like, I don't know, freaking the eyes. But yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm running. She's like, so how is it? I'm like, yeah, good. 
And then I just tell her about like, oh, the weather's really nice. Like, how it's like? How's Sean's dad down? is fucking annoying. Yeah. How, how annoying Sean's dad? And then like, how Did you really? Go? Yeah. Mate. I right. bitched on him. I was like, oh my gosh, Sean's dad played the same song. I repeat. I could not. I don't have earplugs. My I can't listen to right. my, I can listen. My. I can hear it through my earphones no matter how loud I play my music. And I'm going deaf. And she's like laughing. I'm like, Maybe I should go out and play. She'll say, yeah, go out, take a walk. I'm like, that's why I'm taking a walk. And I'll chat for a bit. And literally, I'll just be like walking. And my mom will be on FaceTime. And I'm on FaceTime. We're just like, na-na-na. Like smiling at each other. I'm like, okay, I'm reaching home now. She's Do you like, think that helped okay. her with your move over? Um, maybe. I'm sure it did. Um, and I think, I think she knew that like, because when I called her, it wasn't like I had something to talk to her about. I would just randomly call her and literally be on the phone, just being on the phone with her and just, it's just silence or like smiling or, you know what? or Let's talking call- about random things. But she knew that I was calling because I missed her. So she's just obliged. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to call her after this? No, for what? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, she's probably like at the dinner or something. Oh, okay. You know. My eyes sneaking. I miss my mom. I'm seeing her on Wednesday. It's good. I haven't seen her in four months. Alright. Well, I guess that kind of rounds off. Oh, and one thing that my mom does, which is very cute, when I go back to Singapore. So this is completely off topic, but like, it's how the whole thing works. Like, since I've moved here. Every time I come back to Singapore... I am, I love it because I'm like the grand arrival of Vanessa Lee coming back to the Lee family. Everybody fucking treats me like princess. <laughs> my really? dad buys me my favorite chikwe and he like hand delivers it to me. Even if we're not meeting that trip or if he's busy or something, he drops by with like my packet of favorite, favorite chikwe. And I love it. I've loved it since I was a kid. I'm like, oh, thank you, Daddy. I'm like, yay. And then my mom, like, what do you want to eat? It's up to you. You come back to Singapore. What do you want to eat? Do you want to eat chicken rice? Do you want to eat carrot cake? Do you want to eat laksa? Do you want to eat chicken noodle rice? Fuck, I'm so hungry now. Yeah. Oh, chicken noodle rice. Like, chicken, uh, curry chicken noodle. It's like, do you want nasi lemak? And she buys me all my favorite snacks and lines it up on the shelves, like, on display, ready for me to de- devour on my trip back. Da, 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 and then she cleans my room. Da, da, she da, changes da. my sheets, and she has it all nice and ready and clean, like free of dust mites <coughs> and shit, so I don't like die of an allergic reaction when I go back to Singapore. Yeah, it's nice. I come back and be treated like a queen. <laughs> yeah, because you've been treated like a slave over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. Bella wants to come in, and I think we'll call that time. Sit down. I'm sitting. She's bouncing like a kangaroo. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of our second podcast done. Mm. I hope everyone has a great day, great night, great week to all our zero listeners. Yep. But this is a good time for us just to chat as well Mm -hmm. and put away all social media, even though this is social media. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, have a good day. Um, Night, afternoon, wherever you are. Goodbye.